0: Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money, educating the investors of the South Shore and the Merrimack Valley. Joe, I will introduce my guest here in a moment, but I bet you didn't know that we now broadcast also on 980 AM WCAP in Lowell. I did not did know that. Did you them. know that? That's good news. Um, yeah, so we are... We can't officially say we're syndicated, because I guess because the shows don't run at the same exact time, but gotcha. we, we do have airtime on CAP and 95.9 WATD in Marshfield. So, good morning, everyone. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed with McNamara Financial, your host for this morning. Uh, I am joined this morning, hopefully at some point, by my husband and business partner, Kirk Reed, but he <laughs> had to drop off the kids and the dogs at my parents' house for the morning so we could be here, um, and so hopefully he'll be here shortly, and we have Joe Power, Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Very well. Thank you. Joe is an insurance professional, and we're here to talk. Uh, I think we're going to start with property and casualty insurance for yeah. this morning, uh, for at the beginning anyway, but we can always segue into other types of insurance as well. So we'll just kind of see where the wind blows us for this morning. Perfect. Do you want to take a moment just to say hello and a tiny 30-second background? I don't want to put you on the spot. No, but that's
1: quite all right. You haven't
0: been on the show, and it has to be a year. Yeah, buddy here. That sounds about right, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, So yeah, I'm Joe Powers. I'm with Rogers Gray Insurance. Um, I handle personal lines, but we're a full service agency, so we do uh, not only personal lines, PNC, but um, business insurance, commercial insurance.
0: Awesome! Thank yeah. you for being here. Yeah, no problem. Um, and you're out of the Kingston office, correct? I am. I Rogers am. and Gray has several offices. Well,
1: actually, it's Rogers right? Gray now. Oh, sorry, no, Rogers dropped, Gray. They dropped the and, and they dropped uh, oh. they dropped the ampersand, and they dropped the lighthouse.
0: Oh, okay. So, so 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 just it's Rogers new, Gray. Yeah, easier to say. Easier flows to say, flows say, nicely. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: I mean, uh, primarily uh, right now, Salt Shore, Cape, okay. uh, but we're kind of branching up. Uh, to, uh, you know towards Boston there's there's an office yeah. in Quincy now and okay uh, th- there's a branch down um down in Nantucket now. So oh,
0: yeah, okay. You know, kind of all over. Um, And you, I mean, most of your business is probably over the phone and over email anyway, right? How, right. Do you meet with your clients in person frequently? Um, Very
1: rarely. Yeah. Certain people want to come to the office and, and fill out an application by hand, hand a check, yeah. you know, write it out. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, it's yeah. a lot of DocuSign. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. We do the same in our yeah. business, but we still, yeah, I'm sure more so in your business. But. Right. Thank you for being here. Good morning. I know mm-hmm. it's hard to get away. I know you have kids. I know it's hard to get away on a Saturday morning. No, so I do my, my pleasure. On a weekend morning, yeah. <laughs> um, so we, I, we don't have like an official title for today's show because I didn't sit down and think about it. But um, <laughs> well, we're all pros. My, my, we can handle this. That's right. right. That's right. And my plan was kind of like, hey, when was the last time you pulled out your homeowners or your auto policy and really looked at it and right. understood how many people really understand all those numbers on their property and casualty insurance policies. So that was our plan for today. I, mm-hmm. Kirk and I actually brought our personal policies. Right. So we'll you know, and we'll we'll kind of share that with our listeners today and we can kind of um, dissect those. You can give us your thoughts on that. This actually works really well because I think we went through a different agent for these policies. Uh, looks right, like, yeah. I think this was before we got to know you, yep. and so you know, are you didn't recommend these policies to us. So your eyes on them, um, mm-hmm. is is uh, your constructive criticism welcome and and hopefully it will benefit our listeners to kind of go through these policies and help people understand um what their coverage is what their choices are what they should be thinking about or perhaps doing differently sure um so this is a call and talk radio show if anyone listening wants to pull out their own policies uh right now we're talking about homeowners or auto but we could entertain questions probably on most types of insurance policies yeah um if anyone wants to pull out their policies and um, either follow along or or call in with some questions, we would be happy to answer. Um, we'd be happy to answer questions and take calls for today. So if you're listening on the South Shore, 781-837-4900 is the call in number. Um, if you're listening in the Merrimack Valley, shoot us an email questions at macnamarafinancial um, All right, so. We have in front of us a, an auto. We were going to start with auto, correct? Right. So, good morning, Kirk. Good morning. Good <laughs> morning, Kirk. <laughs> yeah. Joe. <laughs> Joe was just saying how hard it is to get out of the house on a weekend morning. And I was like, you guys we totally had appreciate the that, most, right? in most, <laughs> well, yeah, not the most. How awful. many kids do you
3: have? Two, two. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I can't even talk to you guys. You guys well, Three. Yeah. I know. It's not that much more. No.
0: Are they gonna Are they gonna call in this morning? Last time you were here, they called in. It was so cute. <laughs> I don't it think so. Was yeah.
3: So cute. Yeah. Um, still, are they still sleeping?
1: Uh, well, I was just saying, my uh, seven-year-old's sleeping in like a teenager now. So oh. yeah.
0: Yeah, we have one of those as yeah. well. Our older daughter sleeps yeah. in um, quite a bit. So, all right. Um, we have a uh, auto policy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna flip. This is like. Fifteen pages long. <laughs> you know,
3: I like, and I printed right. this, and I was like, I was like, I probably only need to print like two or three pages.
1: Right. So, um, usually, what we require when we talk uh, to clients is the deck page, oh, okay? De- declarations page. Some carriers call call it a coverage selections page, which Quincy Mutual does. Okay. Uh, coverage summary. Some carriers call it.
0: So, second page of this packet here. Uh, nope. No. Uh, oh,
1: it, it's a, this uh, one. Yep, this one right here,
3: with all the numbers. All the, the one with
0: all the numbers. The one with all, all yeah. so the numbers.
1: Okay. Yep. So you know first of all, when we talk to clients about their insurance and their insurance profile, we try to look at it from a mile high, just like you guys do with the financial advising. You want to see how things are going to affect other things. So when I look at this deck page here, this gives me a ton of information. It's not just the price that I'm looking at. There's a lot of factors that go into this. It's telling me who drives what, what the coverages are, what kind of deductibles you're carrying. It's really going to give me a glimpse of what kind of risk tolerance you have. Okay. So someone with a really high deductible means to me that they're willing to put a little bit of risk on their shoulders and save a little bit of premium. Fair and enough. That Assuming need- they know. Or, that they yeah, know or maybe they don't job. realize that. And maybe yeah. they don't realize it. Yeah. Maybe they're just looking at the bottom line. So right. we, yeah. I always ask those questions. So when I do an intake and I, and I talk to a client, I get referred somebody. Yeah, That's usually part of the conversation. It's, it's usually about a 20-minute conversation on the phone, and I'm gathering a ton of detail.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm asking not just on the auto, but on the home Umbrella? Do you have pets? Do you have this? Yeah. And at, when I, once, I gather all those details, and I have these deck pages. Then I can go out into the marketplace and really effectively shop your insurance because the difference with someone like myself, as opposed to maybe someone at Geico or or, or a Geico or a yeah, Progressive or
0: a competitor or a yeah. competitor <laughs>
1: uh, or even like a, a Liberty yeah, Mutual, yeah. right? So Liberty yeah. Mutual, uh, they're a company that is just Liberty Mutual. They don't have the competitive edge to go out to the marketplace. So okay,
0: so they're not like a Broker brokers where you, a broker right. can they're shop one, around policies. Yeah. There right. you'll be working with an agent there, where they just have access to that one company's exactly. policy. Correct? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So,
1: okay. and they might have different, um, you know, niches that they want to have. So, for instance, somebody like Liberty Mutual, they're not crazy about riding close to the coast. Oh, okay. Well, unfortunately, or who, fortunately, who would be? Right. Yeah. Well, in this yeah. area, yeah. there's not a, there's there's a few that are really interested. Yeah. But. Um, you know there's some that aren't so you have to really be able to to know your marketplace and yeah you know um, w- with us we've got about 10 to 15 different carriers that we can shop with yeah uh, and and they're all fighting over your insurance
0: yeah, yeah. and they all have their different riches right. like like I said right, well, uh, we'll come back to that in a second Joe but we have a caller so we'll go to Diane from Holbrook good morning Diane
2: good morning hi uh, how Thanks are? for
0: taking the call sure what can we do for you
2: So, it's um, about insurance, but it's mainly about um, having a contractor working in your home and requiring a certificate of insurance to protect myself. Oh. I never really understood this. Um, Like, what do they need to carry in order to protect me or something happening? They're moving some furniture or they're moving something in my home, and I want to protect myself in case something happens.
0: I have no idea, Diane. Joe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually a great yeah. question. So, um, depending on the scope of the project, yeah, you know, if it's a bigger project and. People are going to be, you know, blowing off the roof and putting on a second edition. You might want yeah. to consider a builder's risk policy
0: for herself. For herself. So yeah. there. So there's uh, theoretically the contractor carries insurance. Exactly. You obviously want to work with a contractor who's fully insured, of right? Of course. But yeah. then there are homeowner policies that they can take out on their own separately. Right.
1: Right. So if you're if you're just having some work done in the house, you know, um, re- refinishing a bathroom or redoing your kitchen, that's not necessary. Okay. Uh, that that kind of work is is done in houses. Um, but the contractor should definitely be carrying uh, general liability insurance, and that's more of a business commercial policy yeah. that, that they should have. And
0: do, do you recommend that the homeowner review that policy, get a copy of it they before they work? They should have a copy they of
1: Yep, they oh, should okay. have a copy of that. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, And what are, for example, what are Diane's options if she wanted to take out her own policy?
1: on a uh, For like a builder's rest? It yeah. would, again, it yeah. would depend on the scope of the, the project. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean... The,
0: okay, excuse me. This is just like something
2: very small, like you know, say um, someone's coming in to move, uh, you know, a refrigerator from, you know, the basement to, to somewhere else or moving some furniture, you know, just some little stuff. Um, they they um, send us, say, the uh, general liability contract. Yeah. And of course, I can't really understand it. I don't know how much they should carry. And does that depend on, you know, what my assets are and uh, you know, when does it uh, affect me, right. like if
1: something happens? Well, if you, you, with your homeowner's policy, you're going to have liability coverage in there anyway. And also, yep. if you carry a, a, a personal umbrella policy, you'll just have that much more coverage for liability. So, if something happens at your property and you're, you're liable, it happened at your property, you're, you're going to have coverage. Uh, with the uh, the the contractor or whoever's moving these things they should have i mean i, I don't i don't really see general liability policies less than a million dollars um, so that would be kind of the the, the minimum
0: yeah and is it I'm fair gonna... is it fair enough to say that the contractor should have enough liability coverage to cover the value of her property um, or is right. it beyond, you know what i mean like if her house is worth 500,000 dollars and he has a million right. are we feeling like that's probably pretty sufficient i would
1: say so yeah okay yeah but uh, I don't usually handle. Not, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh,
2: no, that's okay. I just I just wonder, like, is there any way to any way to confirm yeah. that he is actually carrying this? Like, if I call the agent that's on the contract or mm-hmm. something. Good question. Yeah, so you're
1: yeah. gonna want to see the uh, declarations page, which is what we're looking at here with the uh, the auto policy. It's just a, a breakdown of the coverage that he has, he or yes. she has, uh, and it, it you know if it's a um, a sole proprietor, they have it in their name. If it's a company name, it'll be in the company's name. <clears throat> there should be a policy number, there should be effective dates, there should be limits of liability. All that information should be uh, right in black and white.
0: Yeah, and so they're right at the top of the policy there should yeah. be an effective date like yep. the 12 months or whatever exactly. that it's effective and you want to make sure you're still in the window. And it should say
1: who the carrier is.
0: Okay. Yep. And I would imagine, I, can, do you know, Joe, if she could call the insurance agent or the company that insures and, and ask if this is still effective? She,
1: she should be effect? able to. Would, yeah. they talk, would they talk to yeah, her? They? they might, yeah. they might not. Yeah, yeah.
2: They, yeah that's what I thinking, With privacy, about uh-oh.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean right. that that document that you have should be sufficient and it should be in force. Yeah. Um,
0: is this Diane? Is this contractor a part of a larger company or is he just like self employed?
2: It, it looks like it's self
0: employed. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say if he worked for a larger company, you could call the company to verify right. coverage. Exactly. But, um, where he's self employed, I, I guess it doesn't hurt to call the insurance company. I wouldn't say protect, it hurts. Protect yourself. Yeah. Although that 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 declarations page should say. The amount of the coverage and the effective date, Because right. you prepay a policy for the right. year, correct? Right. And yeah. if
1: you're, te- if you well, I mean, some some people do, some people don't. Oh, but okay. whether you pay in full or um, you know throughout the course of the year, the policy is going to be in effect as long as you paid your premiums, and they give you grace periods and things like yeah. that. So yeah, it's not. It doesn't hurt to give a call to the agency. Uh, otherwise, you know, I would really press on your uh, on your uh, contractor to you know show proof of coverage, evidence of coverage. Yeah. But that deck page should do it
2: yeah what, what about signatures do, do we have to sign anything
1: again scope of coverage, uh, scope of the project uh, you know for something someone's moving a refrigerator I don't think there should be any signatures that are necessary again you're gonna have a certain amount of liability coverage on your homeowners policy anyway okay yeah okay. so you're gonna be I it's from what you're talking about it sounds like you've got the appropriate coverage in place
0: okay thank you so much for your help I appreciate it all right no, awesome no, Diane problem. have a thank great day you. thanks for the call bye-bye yeah great questions great
1: question yeah right out of the gate yeah, yeah.
0: and actually I have to admit like anytime Kirk and I've had worked on at our house it's been with people that we kind of knew from other avenues and right. you know trusted them and family and
3: I guess I guess yeah. I've always just kind of felt good because I know we've got a good amount of liability on because you never know you know she's asking questions about what they should have and you can do your homework and but the you never you just never know, and so I, I, yes. I, we, we're doing our part. You know, we right. know that we've got the coverage and the umbrella and all that stuff. So I mm-hmm. feel like we're in pretty good shape if something ever happened. Yeah, and that's, I feel like that's
1: well. In, um, getting to the point of a million dollars, I mean, a million dollars sounds like a lot. It's of not what it, what it used to not, be. It's not what it used to be. Okay, yeah. Yep. So a million dollars to me is really bare bones, I I, okay. I I think.
0: For a contractor or for a person for or For a both? person, for okay. a ho-
1: personal homeowner. I mean, okay. when it comes to business, I'll be perfectly... It's not my discipline. I do the p and see the personal lines. Yep. We have uh, small business profe- uh, insurance professionals sure. and commercial insurance that kind of deal on the bigger side.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but for a, a homeowner, I think a million dollars is really... Bare, bare, bones, bare bones, yeah. yeah. I,
0: I mean, in our business, a million dollars isn't what it used to be. No, there are of a lot of people not. that think that they, if they hit that million mark, they can retire and live happily ever <laughs> after financially. And it's not always the case. It, it just depends, not. and yeah. you know, life That's is expensive. It's right. inflation
3: for you. Yeah, right. yeah mm-hmm. so life is expensive.
0: Yeah, right? we <laughs> t- I, t- I talk about this literally every day.
3: Right, right. <laughs> um, All right. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. So when we get to our homeowners, it'll be interesting to see what you what you say. Yeah. Uh, what, what you yeah. see.
1: Yeah. No. I, yeah. Um, so as far as the auto deck page. Kind yep. of getting back to that, yeah. It it really when I look at that, it really gives me an idea of what somebody's risk tolerance is. Um, you know where they're at, what their driving record is. So I'm looking here, oh, uh,
0: phenomenal, great, right? must be
1: kudos to you both. You both ninety nines. That's yes. the, uh, the best you can be. Awesome. So that's a good thing. And I see you've got three vehicles.
0: We do have three vehicles. All
1: right, so I see that they're all insured, and you've got tippity top coverage.
0: You can see that we have three vehicles. I only see it's two on the next. It's a couple pages so ah, yeah. okay. Well, I
1: saw when I was looking through the homeowners, I saw that there was a third vehicle listed under the umbrella. Oh,
0: yeah. wow. So, okay. Wait. So, do you have like come back to risk tolerance for a minute? Because we talk sure. about risk tolerance in our business a lot. Right. Like, how do you, how do you assess that? Is it just purely how much cash you carry in the bank, and that's how much from a, from a deductible well, point of view, that's what you can carry?
1: Well, we don't really uh, dig into finances too much. You know, we don't really. Yep. Ask what your net worth is. Yeah, but I can usually tell, uh, and I always ask the question. You know, on your homeowners, a thousand dollars is kind of the norm. You know, I'd say about for 80, a, de- for a deductible, deductible. Sorry, yeah. Okay. So I would say yeah. that's 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 the norm. That's the average. Uh, about eighty percent of people have that. A fat one thousand.
0: One thousand dollar. Yeah, that seems low to me. That's about the average. Okay, that's
1: about the you have one.
0: We do. Yeah, $1,000 deductible. We're yeah. going to get it. We're going to see dig- that I I no. literally have other than that show that we had a year or two ago when we did this before. Mm-hmm. I never look at this. Right. So this well, is a great exercise. Yeah,
1: so uh, $1,000 I would say is more um, again, about it's 80% standard. of people okay. have it. it. Just it's it's the number that they're used to. It's the number that they probably got when they first got a uh, homeowner's policy. Um but I always recommend I would have the conversation, you know, you know, are you willing to save a little bit of money, would you be willing to go to a higher deductible? And this certain tiers. is 2500 5000 Okay. There are some people that have never filed a claim. They've got all kinds of money in the bank. They own several properties. Yeah. Why? You know, and, and you know, I always ask the question, would you file a claim for $1,000? And 9 out of 10 times, they say, absolutely not. I would just fix it myself. Yeah, not and so, worth it. Yeah. So, so you know, and I always talk about make-back time when I talk about the difference in cost for deductibles. So if you've got a $1,000 deductible and you look at a $2,500 deductible and it's going to save you $100, well, if you file the claim, how long would it take you to make back that money? Right. That you, you know, so right. It's, always ha- it's part of a conversation. That's why we really consider ourselves consultants. Uh, yeah. It's not... As I said, the Geico's, the Progressives, the the compulsory limits—you know—putting people in the cheapest po- po- uh, policy possible. Obviously, premiums key. Yeah. But just like you guys, you, you want to protect assets, right? You want that those assets to grow. Why would you put your money in the bank or your assets or your retirement at risk when you could just pay for a, an insurance
3: policy that would protect that? Right. So you mentioned about you know like would you know would you pay a thousand dollars if something happened? And I'm thinking. Would I pay $5,000? I'd be like, no. I, I wouldn't right. pay $5,000 because you'd be like... Are you like, talking about the home or the car? For the car. Oh, well, I get... Well, oh, we're well, talking... Well, so know. we're
1: kind of going
3: in we're between... We're oh, we're going back, back, back and back forth? Okay. But, but, but,
1: you know, for, for cars... What's you a know,
0: typical deductible there? For 500, $500. Okay.
1: $500, yeah. You know, I'm so, sorry. I thought we were still on cars here. No, for a, yeah. c- for a certain person, you know, they... They would never file a claim on the car for 1000 bucks. They get a buddy who owns a body shop and yeah. they fix it for $2,000. I need butter. one of those bodies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Everybody's got a buddy, right?
0: Uh, this
1: yeah. the uh, the uh, the old adage of, uh, I've got a guy. Yeah. I've got a yeah. guy. Yeah, got, a yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. yeah. got an electrician, a plumber. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, looking at these coverages, I, I would say this is something that I would recommend as far as coverage limits. Now, so
0: what do we have for deductible? So tell me how to... So, so on your
1: autos, it looks like... There's a like whole
0: you, column for it. Yep. Right? Um,
1: yeah. Yep. So down, um, part uh, seven, is your collision deductible? Collision, yep. Okay. And then part nine is your comprehensive. So, collision is collision. It, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, your comprehensive is anything but an accident. So it is car gets keyed. Like a tree falls on the car. Branch falls on it in the driveway. Something like that. Um,
3: it, what about uh, like if your car is parked and you get hit? Is that is that collision or is that comprehensive? That would be considered collision. That's collision. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: So. I'm I'm looking at this coverage... I'm sorry, the declarations page mm-hmm. of my auto insurance policy. Well,
1: they call it a coverage selections. It's okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Coverage selections page. There are like a dozen rows here. Mm-hmm. And then there's a column that says lots of information, but yeah. one of them is d- two columns say deductible. Oh, no, mm-hmm. that's just for two cars. Two that's cars. This for two, okay. Yeah, so you've okay. got the
1: front two cars. So you got oh, auto okay. one and auto two.
0: Okay. So, uh, for example, under bodily injury to others. So if I... God forbid accidentally hurt someone else. right.
1: That's a compulsory limit. So so you're talking about part one. It's yeah. a little bit cut off here, but yeah, so part one is bodily injury to others, and then p- part two is pip or personal injury protection. That's for like um you know uh, medical bills up to eight thousand bucks. That's why you have down here part five, optional bodily injury to others. and your limits here are two fifty five hundred or sorry, two hundred and fifty thousand, five hundred thousand.
0: Is it time for a break already? Oh Oh, my goodness gracious! We were just getting rolling here. Okay, Um, uh, we're going to come back in just a moment. My name is Alyssa McNamara Reed, uh, joined with my husband and business partner Kirk Reed and Joe Powers of Rogers Gray Insurance. Yeah, we are talking. We are dissecting auto insurance and homeowners insurance policies today. So pull out your policies. Join us on the air if you want. We're just taking a quick break. We'll come right back. Be back. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money, educating the investors of the South Shore and the Merrimack Valley. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed with McNamara Financial. We've got offices in Marshfield and Chelmsford, Mass. Um, we are talking about property and casualty insurance primarily today. Um, I'm calling this show, when was the last time you pulled out your... Property and Casualty Insurance Policies and looked at them and understood them. That's too long of a title. That is quite quite a title, it's, yeah. it's something along those lines. So if you're listening this morning on the South Shore and you want to pull out your policy and either follow along or call us with questions, um, help us uh, let us help you translate uh, the coverage you have, then give us a call, 781-837-4900. If you're listening in the Merrimack Valley on 980 AM CAP, please uh, email us, questions at McNamara Financial. No, I'm sorry, questions at McNamara on <laughs> It's a new email address. Bear with me here. <laughs> no. Um, <coughs> we
1: got a new name, Rogers Gray. It's hard to get out. Yeah, Rogers yeah, Gray. After all these Roger, years. After yeah. all,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been with him a long time. Yeah. So um, our guest this morning is Joe Powers with Rogers Gray Insurance, or I'm sorry, just Rogers Gray, but you're yeah. an insurance professional. Yes. You guys do insurance. We do. We do. Um, and, um, and obviously, and also my husband and business partner, Kirk Reed. So good morning, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we were kind of just getting started looking at a an auto insurance policy and kirk and i offered up our own just to i know usually usually we bring in the
3: guinea pigs we're the guinea pigs Yeah,
0: yeah yeah that's all right this is good so um, I,
3: I actually thought I thought of like so many questions. Oh, like, awesome! Perfect for Joe. Um, this is
0: great. We're looking at the coverage Hopefully selection. I have answers for everything. I'm sure you, you do. Sh- but, you're doing great so far. So uh, pull if you're look if you're following along or pulling out your policy. Uh, we're looking at the what's called either the declarations page or the coverage selections page. It's like basically a big spreadsheet, and I love spreadsheets, but this is really complicated. I don't understand. So I'm glad you're here. Yeah, uh,
1: some carriers are a little bit easier. These are a little bit antiquated. Oh, uh, this is, is an right? older company. Oh,
0: Oh, okay okay you're gonna to have to hold your oh, questions kirk because no we problem. have a we have a paul, paul and we'll, we'll go to him first so good morning paul from abington how are you
4: good morning how you doing good
0: thank you what can we do for oh, you just
4: bear, uh, bear with me i'm driving so if you happen to hear uh, siri in the background you just tell me where to go okay <laughs> i hope i hope you're not looking at your auto policy while you're driving right please don't do that no but... no 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 um i just i just have like, it's kind of there's so many probably areas that you obviously can be covering and it's it's frustrating as a Either it be a homeowner, car owner, and I know you're talking a lot. I don't, are you centered more on the home right now, or you're doing? You're talking about both. I think Let's we're talking talk
0: about whatever you want to talk about. Paul. Right, we're talking
1: about all of it. It all ties together, Paul.
4: Yeah, I, the, the question I always have, and, and I've just used some examples. Is um, you know, years ago, my car was broken into as an example. Um, another one was, you know, when when you're not at fault at, at an accident. Um, so what happens is great, they, they, you know, the other person or somebody else pays for a certain part of everything, but somehow, some way, you're still, you know, you've got your deductible, and even though you're not at fault, I, I just always felt like, is that, I, I did, it, it felt like something was wrong happening, because I'm not at fault, but yet I still have to pay a deductible. I have to pay something out of my pocket, and, and at, at, even at some certain situations, maybe a premium goes up, or something happens, even though, once again, nothing's your fault.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's like the state of insurance, right? I mean, it's, you know, if if you're in an accident, it's not your fault. You shouldn't be responsible for your deductible. I mean, either, and depending on the carrier, you know, they're probably going to go, if they have to pay out anything, they're going to go after the other person's insurance. Okay. Uh, But if you've, if, let's just say that person doesn't have insurance, you can go after your own policy. Yeah, you'll have to pay your deductible, but it's the smaller bill versus the bigger bill.
0: Yeah, so with regard, so first of all, I have 15,000 questions related to this question, so Paul, hang with us. But um, yep. regarding his car being broken into, mm-hmm. They might not have ever known who did that, right? So there's no person to go after right. to re- receive compensation from to mm-hmm. help Paul in this situation. So the only option would be to go to Paul's policy, insurance yeah. policy, right? And yep. w- does it sound right that he would have to pay the deductible in that case? Just it, p- depends on the it carrier. On the, yeah, it depends okay. on the situation. Is yeah. there like? A, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. that
4: was years ago, and I'm just using that as an example because yeah. I, I always thought back to it that. And once again, there was very minimal. I don't even remember what they actually took out of my car. It could have been a pair of sneakers and a and and some change or something. Whatever it was, very yeah. very minimal. But yeah. what happened was, and I didn't notice, is that the lock on the passenger side had been popped out. Um, and and whoever was you know driving with me said, "Boy, this looks odd." And, and of course, I know that I would have never seen it, you know, for however long later. Um, but at the time, once again, years ago, and things may have changed. Who knows? But I just was curious because at the time, I think it was. I was going to have to pay like $500 or something, or maybe, yeah. I, I don't know what the exact amount was, but just because, and once again, yes, we couldn't prove who did it, but the fact remains, I'm like, I get burglarized yeah. and, and, and whatever. So, you know, and once again, who's to prove what? But. Well,
0: that's a fair question, though, because as we're talking about deductibles and what's appropriate and what people can handle, y- they should be aware that there are, are all these situations that they might not even think of where they might be liable for that deductible. Right. So is there, like, a clause or something in their policy that will address exactly. when a deductible is Right, and, the, and
1: that's where, you know, how you said there's 19 pages. This. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why there's
0: it's 19 pages, because the there's yeah. a clause somewhere.
3: That's why I printed them all, Joe. So, you know, just, <laughs> just in case we needed to reference that on, I on mean, top of it. Yeah. I
0: mean, uh, easiest thing for Paul to do or anyone listening is to ask your agent, Call your agent yeah. in what is the appropriate question, in what situations am I liable for this deductible? That's yeah. very broad, but it's I That's very suppose, broad. But and yeah. in a
1: lot of, you know, this is a yeah. mass auto policy, so a lot of the language is going to be the same from carrier to carrier. You know, a lot of carriers, sometimes it's not always black and white. You know, if, yeah. depending on the situation, you might be able to talk to them and, and have them say, you know what? We'll way of it or you know what you're responsible for it depends okay. on the situation okay
0: so, and, and that's and,
1: why some insurance carriers have better financial ratings than others some of them have better claims history than others okay. that's why you know if you google insurance or certain carriers here's
4: yeah. a good question for yeah. you just to know just to go forward and, and once again i understand you know, talk to your agent that's obviously an important part of it but is it is it better or worse or is it it probably varies in every situation but as far as having a a higher or a lower deductible i mean i've heard both sides of it from other people that you know maybe one person has a five hundred dollar deductible somebody else has a thousand as an example yes. whoever has whichever one seems to get more or less options whatever it may be but yeah i don't right. know what the you know numbers and numbers and they don't lie but at the same time it's like okay because you always want to hope for the best you want right. I think everybody out there wants to pay as less as possible without anything at all obviously the less out of pocket is the no brainer but at the same time you get in a major act whatever may happen uh, god forbid but all of a sudden you know you're paying more or less and everybody seems to have such a different variance on on so many different different aspects I guess is the best way.
1: So I, I could answer that a couple of different ways. I mean I always say to people you know insurance is a waste of money until something bad happens well, and then you wish you had a lot of yeah. it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So That's I, true. I always talk to people and say you know what, do you, what kind of risk are you willing to throw on your shoulders and if you you know wouldn't touch your car uh, for anything less than $1, 000, $1, 000 is a thousand bucks then a thousand dollars is a reasonable deductible for you. I mean I always look at again, we talked about this was makeup time. You know, if if it's gonna save you three hundred dollars by going to a thousand dollar deductible and in three years or three and a half years you've made that money back, then You're ahead of the game. Yeah. Right. So, depending on how many claims. If you've had no claims. Right. Because you talk to people and they say, I've never had a claim on my insurance in 35 years. And as soon as they change
0: it, they're going to have a claim. Yeah. (laughs) And then they they get mad at me. Yeah.
1: Uh, But then there are people out there that have uh, older cars, you know, something that's a little bit older. They have a limited collision deductible, which basically gives them coverage in the event that they're hit and it's somebody else's fault. Yeah. uh, They're going to have, you know, uh, coverage on their vehicle. Otherwise, they would have. Coverage on the vehicle they hit if they're at fault, but they wouldn't have oh. collision to car.
0: Oh because their car's not worth a whole lot. Exactly. Can, can I ask a question related to one of Paul's first questions sure. regarding um, at being at fault? Okay. So as I understand it, I think right, different states have different laws regarding the at fault.
1: Fifty-one percent
0: have what? Well, Fif- fifty.
1: If you got to be more. Yeah. You got to be deemed more than fifty-one percent at fault in otherwise.
0: order for everything to fall to. So if in you, Massachusetts. So yeah. in Mass, if you're fifty-one percent or more at fault. Theoretically, everything falls to your in, you and your insurance policy. Mm-hmm. And and then, if you're 49% or less at fault, theoretically, again, yes. you don't owe any money and your insurance should you, be. You don't yeah. need to put in a claim, right? Yep. But yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a numbers guy and I, just
4: heard, I heard it differently. I heard more than 50. So, 51 point something. But that's oh, okay. Too <laughs> analytical. So, there's a difference right. between 51 I just, or I more. 51.1. How was, was weight? I was okay. waiting for him to jump in and say, No, fifty one you're still at uh, at fault if it's a fifty one even. <laughs> I uh, was waiting for something somebody to right. jump in. Yeah. But. It's
1: fifty one forty nine, that's that's the that's the figure.
3: So and is they is actually they is. actually they measure the amount of paint that's on the other guy's yeah. car right. and say, Okay. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> so CSI gets out there yeah, with their yeah. and
0: so the then the exception to that would be if the person at fault does not have insurance right. right and that's
1: where there's a coverage in your auto policy there's part three which is uninsured and part 12 which is underinsured so you know theoretically everyone should have insurance but not everybody does right. so right. say you uh say somebody t-bones you with a intersection right knock yeah. on wood yeah. and uh, it's not your fault obviously Yeah. and turns out that person has no insurance right they're going to be in trouble right but for you to go after them for damages or say you got injured they don't have any insurance well they insurance. might not have any money they
0: don't have any assets yeah. so yes
1: yeah. you can take them to court and try to sue them and yes the judge may say you know $15 out of their paycheck every day every week for the rest of their that's life but it's not, not going to help al- you out. legal fees for so that. So that's yeah. why that's why having these coverages parts 3 and 12 are usually overlooked but ha- I would say at least 100 300 if not 250 500 on both of those. So un- a-
0: uninsured auto is that optional carrying the uninsured auto coverage or no, that's mandatory right. you have to have some so, amount.
1: Right uh, it's got to be 20 20- is he t- is, uh,
0: no, Siri is talking to Paul, I believe. Oh, okay, Remember he sorry. warned us about Siri. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so
4: I'm enjoying the discussion. I'm going I'm to let you go. Okay. I appreciate right. being Paul, on. Thank and, uh, you. I'll thanks, continue Paul. to listen, though. Thank you. Okay, right. thanks for have the call, Paul. Weekend. Okay. Bye-bye.
0: So, so un- uninsured auto coverage is so, mandatory on right. your own policy. So you but.
1: have to have, you have to carry at least what's called compulsory limits, which mm-hmm. are two, four, uh 20,000, uh, 20, I keep on...
0: Come talking. on, Joe, we're not in the biz. Right, so 20,000,
1: 40,000, which would be 20,000 per person, 40,000 per accident. Okay. On all your limits, is
3: there, is there a max?
1: Uh, I mean, we usually see two fifty five hundred. Some carriers will do five hundred five hundred. It depends on the carrier. But that's that's so, the max.
3: Yeah, that you, they would. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then liability, and this is where, uh, and not to jump to a different line, uh, you've got the five hundred thousand here on the optional bodily injury. Yeah. And then if we look over at your homeowner's policy, and you see personal liability five hundred thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That million dollar liability that you have goes above and beyond those limits. Okay. So now you've got a million and a half worth of uh, liability.
0: Okay. And we are jumping around a little bit. We are but, jumping around. I'm but, sorry. But, I just but, wanted to kind of... Yeah. But okay. they go together. Yeah. They go together. But your does only an umbrella um, cover you in an auto accident? No. It no. covers you at home, too. Only. And I'm sorry. What I meant to say was your homeowner's policy without an umbrella mm-hmm. has... It doesn't come into play at all in an auto accident, though. Correct, but only if you have an umbrella. That's your right. like your overlay that that would cover right. you if your limit. So if think you about it hire. from
1: a big picture. If you've got your homeowners, but then you've got a rental property, you've got um, your autos, you've got a second home. Okay. All of those things fall under the umbrella as long as the lim- as long as the underlying limits are five hundred thousand.
0: Okay, but let me give you an example where it, someone does not have an umbrella policy. Yep and they're in an auto accident with someone driving a rare million dollar sports car or something mm-hmm. and they are at fault and their auto policy is not sufficient to cover that other person's vehicle your homeowners does not kick in correct no, 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 no. only if you carry an umbrella exactly okay that's what i wanted to clarify and
1: and, uh, and an umbrella's not for damages an umbrella's for liability for just for liability yeah. okay if all you're right found so reliable. don't hit
0: a million dollar sports car try not to right yeah. okay no. all right. <laughs> Um, okay. No, that's... I, I that'd just be have hard to to hit clarify one. that. Yeah. What if he? To har- a- hard to not hit it?
3: No, that would be hard to hit one. There's not... I thought many dr- on the road, you know. Uh, Most right, people keep them, yeah. Yeah,
1: right. Maybe in true. California. Think, yeah, mm. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where were
0: we? Yeah, we right. were in Laguna Beach not long ago yeah. for a conference. And Laguna nice cars, Miguel, yeah. Miguel, to, Miguel, to be yep. um, more specific. And there were some crazy cars out of there. Course, yeah. Beautiful um, Kirk knows more about it than I do, but anyway, we so, digress. you know, we I, did, digress.
3: I had another question for like that caller. He was asking about you know your car getting broken into, and mm-hmm. doesn't sometimes that also fall under like renter's insurance, or um, if you have property in your in your car, is that am I am I off on that?
1: Renters insurance? Yeah,
3: like if you had, um,
1: like if you rented something from,
3: if you had, if you had an apartment, say, like if you're renting an apartment. Uh, oh yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so uh, so, right. so, so yeah,
3: car. so if you didn't, if you if you rented an apartment and you had renters insurance and you had personal property in your car and it got broken into, it should extend to that. Same with a
0: homeowners. Oh uh, really?
3: Yeah. So not necessarily like your I, auto. Could, right. could, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: I feel like I do remember that from personal CFP property. courses. That's yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Personal property, even if it's in your car. Okay. A right. certain okay. amount extends. All right, so can we just, like, uh, um, can we back up a second? And sure. if we think about an auto policy— Let's turn, you know,
1: let's turn these homeowner's policies over. Yeah, to yeah, because yeah, so we're, we're, we're straddling too straddling, much, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah.
0: But we're still on the auto yep. uh, insurance yep. policy. Um, c- can we just, like—and again, we're looking at the de- declarations of the coverage selection page and trying to understand all these numbers mm-hmm. um, on this spreadsheet. What are, like, the—can comp- you just— maybe simplify what are the components of a of a auto policy like you have is it is it as simple as you have collision coverage no. and then you have liability coverage or is you there's, can't simplify because there's a dozen things on this i can simplify it, yeah okay.
1: so um Simpl- so we, we talked a little bit about uh uninsured and underinsured right? yeah i think we understand what that is either somebody has coverage or they don't so or somebody has what's called Compulsory limits, and it's not enough. Okay. You know, you get injured, and you've got medical bills, and you're out of work for a long time, and you know you're looking to be made whole again and somebody has $40,000 worth of coverage is not going to cut it. So that's where you would go after your own policy.
0: So one component right. of an auto policy that you should make a decision on is with regards to your underinsured coverage.
1: Well, uninsured, underinsured, which is parts three and 12.
0: Come on. <laughs> I was trying to group those together. to simplify. <laughs> All right. Uh,
1: so um,
0: those, are sim- those are very similar. What happens, right? yeah, yeah,
1: they're very similar. Yeah. And what happens is is uh, it's not the end of the story. What it means is, is that you can go after your own policy Yeah. and then your your insurance carrier is going to subrogate against that person. Yeah, let the insurance company chase them for the nickels. Yeah, yeah you want yeah. to? You know, you need to be made whole again. That's what having an insurance policy is all about.
0: Subrogate is a big fancy term for your insurance company working for going you go after, and yeah. going after the other yes. insurance company to recoup their yeah what they paid out. Okay, so one but someone who is uninsured is underinsured yeah so we could group that I'm yeah, gonna sure group, I'm grouping those together, <laughs> That's one way okay to look at in it. my yeah. mind. I'm grouping yeah. those together. Right. so one component is how much coverage you want to carry mm-hmm. if someone else that you're in an accident with does not carry sufficient or any insurance Exactly. okay. Number two is go ahead.
3: oh, it was a, more of a detailed question. I was just. It was just Hold on, we're big picture for a minute. Yeah, okay.
0: No, uh, another component is how much coverage you want to have if you're in a collision, right? right. With regards to your own vehicle mm-hmm. and someone else's vehicle, different amounts no, of covered? No, no same no. amount. Yeah, okay, just, so we can So collisions collision. Okay, so collision is if you're in an accident, how much coverage you have to cover both vehicles if you're mm-hmm. at fault. Yeah, that's as, okay. Right. That's very simple. Right. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, this is I'm trying to simplify it in my own mind. And another and the third component is liability. Sure. So, um, well, liability is some. Right. It, if you're found it, liable, if you're found liable and someone else has medical bills as a result of the accident, right. Right, this extends to those situations exactly. as well. And Does,
1: then you have um, part six on here, medical payments. Yeah. Medical oh. payments. That's that, different. Nope. Okay. Well, it's oh. different it's for the you and the people involved in your car. Or okay. the people you and the people involved in your car for immediate medical expenses. So, you know, God forbid there's some kind of ambulance ride mm-hmm. or helicopter somebody okay. has somebody has a major deductible on their health insurance, that's where that comes into play.
0: So, medical. Okay. And you
1: guys have what we would probably suggest is 25,000 per
0: is that a good amount?
1: That's a great amount.
0: Okay. Before we hang up today, you're going <laughs> to highlight all the things that we need to change, right? I don't think,
1: I, honestly, in looking at this, I don't see anything that I would make oh, a change to. The, okay. the only thing that jumps out to me, and this is more detail, is I see that on Part 10, uh, Substitute Transportation, mm-hmm. um, there's a different limit on the pilot. And I didn't know if there was a particular reason for that. It's Probably. costing you 105 Because it's a bigger car? Because it's a bigger car SUV. and we thought
0: we'd need a bigger rental maybe? Do you guys have AAA? Yes. Okay. So we
1: AAA, uh, AAA plus. I
0: have no idea. I don't, don't know about that. About well,
1: sometimes AAA, depending on the limit, uh, the level you have, will provide a little bit towards that substitute transportation, oh, also towing. Okay. Okay. That's why a lot of policies, if you've got AAA, you know, towing and on these policies is not, you know, it's fifty dollars you get reimbursed for, but it's not going to trigger like a tri- AAA policy or a AAA car okay. where you call, they come out, they take care of you. This okay. is more like. You pay for your tow, you get reimbursed later on. Okay,
0: we don't have towing; gotta, it's a small it amount
1: of money, and... and you guys have AAA. That's probably what your agent was thinking. That's what right. I, that's what I would think.
0: So, it, so substitute transportation is if we need. We actually had to take advantage of this once or twice when my car was hit. Yeah. My yeah. car has been hit several times. Never Not have fault. <laughs> never have I been at fault. However, <laughs> right. Joe. Okay. Um, well, I
1: can tell you're ninety nine.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess we were thinking we would need like an SUV if my if the pilot got hit versus if the Maxima got hit we would replace it with a sedan. I don't know.
3: Okay, can I ask my detail question now since we're talking about specific cars? Okay. So uh, this question for Joe. So like on the collision line, Mm -hmm. why is my premium so much more than Alyssa's? I mean, my car's older, worth less. I just don't understand that. That's a great question. Okay. Uh, what,
0: it, what, what line are we on? Hold on. Seven. Collision. Seven. seven. Line seven, collision. So my, so my
3: car, the, you know, the premium is 500 oh, yeah. bucks versus yours, which is like 300. And your car is worth more. And uh, it's I don't know. Can you explain that or no? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So uh, I will say that
1: collision deductible on an auto policy really drives premium. And that's why a lot of people okay. with a more expensive vehicle will opt for the higher deductible. Okay. Uh, but to answer your question... It depends. I mean, you know, this is all part of a formula. So when the symbol for your vehicle was put into whatever rating system was used to, you know, get the $500 deductible, the premium was just a little bit higher. What I'm thinking is, is uh, a Maxim is probably a little bit more expensive parts-wise as far as uh, lights, electronics, you know, all the the bumpers these days have all kinds of sensors in them. It's not like it was 30 years ago where it was a tin box. You know now, uh, certain vehicles are a little bit more expensive to repair than others.
3: So it's vehicle, yeah, ve- so vehicle specific. Right. Uh, so that doesn't
0: have anything to do with like driving history. You've never been in an nope. accident. Well, I
3: have, but uh, it happened long enough ago that my ratings right. gone back oh, okay. up. Okay. Right. So right. it just has
0: to do with that colli- the premium for that collision coverage. It's sp- right.
3: specific, to it's autom- to specific to the auto, s- specific to the to the, auto auto to the car, yep. auto,
0: and mm. obviously the deductible that you right. choose. So you can have different deductibles for right. different cars. And so, okay. Who, and
1: who's driving what? Right. So if you have someone who's had a um, a spotty, yeah, I was going to (laughs) say.
0: What was the first word you were going to say? (laughs) Don't say it. I was going to say spotty. Spotty. Uh, Yeah,
1: the deductible is going to be a little bit higher. And this is why, uh, especially for anybody out there that has anybody that is either approaching uh, being a teen driver or is a teen driver, definitely have your auto policy looked at. That is one of the big questions that we get is, you know, my daughter, yeah. she's getting her license. What should we do? Yeah, and a lot of times they say, "Well, you know, she's on her own. I'm putting her on her own policy." Well, that's fine and good. Okay, but that kid is going to pay more for that vehicle just because they don't have anybody else on the policy. Like, for instance, if you had a, a no history, a, they have no history. So if you've if you had a, a child that was driving, you would want to put them on your policy. You want to put them on your policy for a couple of different reasons because you want to have them under your umbrella, but that's okay. a whole other conversation. Okay, all right. Because uh, they're the ones that get in accidents, yada yada yada. Sure, right, higher risk. So, yeah. Right. So, but your good driving records are going to help drive down the premium a little bit okay. on the teen driver, the okay. inexperienced driver, and they're inexperienced for five to six years, so it's going to follow them for a while.
3: Uh, so, in like in that example, so I get that I get why you would do that, <laughs> but you. if so, but if they did get into an accident, does that affect? It Us affects
1: at all it doesn't affect you
3: yeah your affects, driving record they have first. their own separate record even if they're under our policy it affects your premium. it affects their premium just their premium well, on our, the vehicle but you're you're. The, it's
1: the whole policy the joint right, right. so right. policy so right. you can put
3: them under your policy and say you pay the premium sure yeah
1: Yeah. and if they get in
3: an accident or a speed it's ticket, on you yeah. it's on
1: you yeah okay yeah building responsibility right. trying to
0: right yeah okay, okay. Um, so d- typically like, like Kirk and I have good f- right now, good rate ratings or whatever, low right. premiums based on, and we also have older cars. So like our premiums are pretty low anyway. But, um, so what, what is, what typically happens when someone has a teen driver added to their policy? Like, does it double, triple? Does it, I mean, um, can you give any ballpark? <laughs> I feel like it goes up pretty substantially. Okay. So, f- based so for, let's, so for the, example,
3: like our, our average premium is like a thousand dollars a year for our cars, let's yep. say. So, so what would be a. For a, a sixteen-year-old
1: to, to, to add, yeah. yeah, you're probably looking at le- even, uh, I would say fifteen hundred to another fifteen hundred. Wow. 2000. Okay. Yeah, 000. yeah. Easy. So
0: it's probably so it might be du- so it might be double. Now there's it- ways to mitigate that, though. Okay. All right. So I'm if your if your
1: yeah. teen is a good student, most carriers are going to give you a discount.
0: I've heard of that. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, okay. AAA gives a big discount.
0: If they have good, well, right. Grades. So, but just
1: well, no. Uh, AAA they... is going to give you a discount on your auto policy. So having AAA, and I, I don't sell for AAA. That's uh, but I think it's a good thing. I to I love have. AAA. Yeah, because throw that right out there. It's, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna a lot of carriers. They did are gonna, not pay me to say that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They're not paying me to say yeah. this either. But they're, they're, uh, most carriers are going to give you a discount for having some kind of roadside assistance uh, added to or. Uh, uh, along with your policy. Okay. Uh, but for, for kids, um, you know, definitely good student is one way to do it. And there's certain driving courses okay. uh, that, that can be used as a way to drive down the premium. It's not going to, it's not going to drive it down to a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. But it's going to, any any little bit helps. Any what,
0: hundred bucks here or there is going to help.
1: What, I had, a, I had a, a gentleman who had twin daughters, 16 and a half, both got their license on the mm, same day. Yeah. That was an interesting day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt bad, but yeah, it, it is what it is.
0: So, um, You mentioned if they're a good student, are they looking at grades? Yeah, transcript. If you want to offer up your transcript, it yep. might save you on premium. Yeah. I feel like I have, I just recently heard that. I yeah. forget where. Yep. Um. Okay. All right. What other, we should probably finish up on auto here because we do want to move okay. over to home and so I, umbrella. And I think what other this was, a, this was a
3: question I think that mm, sort of maybe that oh, uh, caller Paul brought up, but um, I, you know, and, and I think you kind of answered it, but I, okay. um, as far as like, if you you know if you do get into an accident, so say say it is your fault or it isn't your fault, in both of those cases, how does that affect premiums?
1: Well, if it's not your mm. fault, it's considered a not a fault accident. It Shouldn't raise so no premiums. so no, no effect. No yeah, effect. Have no effect. effect. Now some carriers will keep a tally on that, and if you're in mm. five no fault accidents in a year. What's you're putting, going on? You're some, How
0: hard are you hitting those brakes? Right, you're yeah.
1: you're somewhere not being where you're supposed to be. Okay. So, yeah. uh, s- certain carriers keep a keep a track of that. Um, but yeah, if it's not your fault, it's not your fault. Now, if you've been in, in an accident, uh, you're going to start off with four points. Uh, a major accident's going to be uh, SDIP four. So. Okay. Um, yeah, it's gonna definitely jam up your premium, but then over the course of years, it's gonna start to dwindle down. Excuse me, dwindle down, dwindle down. After five years, it should drop off.
3: Okay. And what about like, what are the chances of getting dropped by a carrier if you know for making claims and things like that?
1: You know, the, the insurance carriers do reserve the right to yeah. drop you as a client, but that's the nice thing about working with an agent like myself at Rogers Gray. I mean, you have the opportunity to shop at someplace else. So if a carrier yeah. drops you. Uh, we have the opportunity to shop you and, and market your insurance someplace else.
0: Um, When I go to rent a car and they say, do you want the insurance coverage? We always say no because we're like, we think our current policy covers us, but we're not sure. I and feel I, just, like I just don't
3: like paying it. Yeah, you know? I right. feel
0: like I remember that your auto insurance policy covers the driver yes. regardless of the car you're driving. Right. Correct? Right. Across the industry, or is that yes. a company specific? Well, and in its, and,
1: and it's, it's uh, United States and Canada. So, okay, you know, but one
0: you're... insurance carrier is not going to have some fine print that says you can only be driving your own car. No. Okay, no. so my mass auto... auto
1: policy is a mass auto policy for the most part,
0: and it follows the driver. And it doesn't follow the car. It's not car specific,
1: right? Because you're not driving that car, right?
3: Right. So was that? I mean, was that like a scam by the uh, by the renters or by
1: no? I mean, there could be certain instances where you know.
0: I don't know. Well, you're driving a new rental cars are usually new. You might have an older auto with an with policy coverage that is skimpy. Right. And so if you're driving a brand new sports car that you're renting for the week, you might actually want the extra insurance if your if your car at home is worth five grand, you know? Well it's they
1: don't really when you when you're talking about like collision deductibles, it's not you don't your collision deductible doesn't just pay up to a certain point on a vehicle. If you crash into that million dollar car, they're gonna have to pay it
0: oh no matter what the no car- matter what oh, yeah okay. they don't want it. you to Okay, yeah. Yeah, try yeah. not to okay uh, yeah no of course I'm yeah. going to try not to yeah <laughs> okay good all right um, let's music signals that's time to take a break but we will come back um, we're talking about property and casualty insurance we just kind of dissected a auto policy we're going to do the same thing to a homeowner's policy and an, an umbrella policy um, after the break we're talking with Joe Powers of Rogers Gray Insurance <laughs> I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed we're just taking a quick break we'll come right back <laughs>